Hello everyone, I'm Sana. And I'm Kay, and you're listening to Best Be Bored. For this week, we're gonna talk about Sana's, we're gonna talk about Sana's organization, the service she's project. been doing for a while. Yeah, <laughs> project. project. <laughs> she's been doing it for a while. It's called? Semua Sehat. Yeah, which translates to? Um, everyone's healthy. Yeah. yeah. Would you like to say more about it? What you what you do there? Aims and stuff? Uh, so I started it in February this year, 2021. Mm-hmm. And I basically distribute packets to um, homeless women. So like a packet, a packet has like sanitary napkins, detergent, soap and some food. And until now I've distributed like more than a hundred. Whoa. So, yeah, do you, whoa do you distribute them by hand each one by one yeah i pack everyone everything like individually and i also oh. distribute it by myself so like oh, that's each, really... like each recipient each like person i give it to like i really connect with them because i've packed Ooh. it and i like give it to them you know mm-hmm. How do you uh how do you search for them? How do I search? Actually like, in the beginning. The... Mm-hmm. I was kind of worried because like like reproductive health. Like it's yeah. like a taboo topic, right? In Indonesia. And I was mm-hmm. worried how they would react to the packet, you know? Mm-hmm. So in the beginning, actually the first two people, I only gave sanitary napkins and detergent. They were not really mm-hmm. like interested. I think mm-hmm. they were kind of like embarrassed and then I added on like more stuff like food all of that and then they started to like, be very grateful for that so I think that most of them are on the lookout for food they prioritize mm-hmm. that yeah I didn't even ask nice. you a question but, uh, <laughs> but the way I find the people is that um I usually go in like the bicycle on Sundays, mm-hmm. Sunday mornings, and there will be a lot of people. And if you go on like Friday evenings, there's like a lot of homeless women, especially because so many people donate on that day. So then they're mm-hmm. the fun times. All right. Yeah. Is there, um, tell me about the time when you didn't have was there ever a time where you didn't have enough for everyone yeah or there was, were there there was there was this one time actually because i always uh-huh. prepare like a lot because i don't want anyone to miss out there's like um there were four people and there were like three packets left i saw two people and then mm-hmm. i thought okay three is enough and then once i gave it to them two other people came and only had one left so I felt like really bad that one person couldn't get it. So I just, because they were like friends, right? So I mm-hmm. told them to like share, you know? Oh, yeah, I see. It does, it does feel, you kind of do feel that like heavy feeling in your heart that yeah, yeah. because they couldn't get each, right? Especially the men. Um, oh. I was thinking actually of creating like a basic packet for every, every, anybody. Also for like the for like the men. Now I was thinking if I do that, my parents said it's not a good idea because um 
if I give it to one person, there will be like another 10 people will come. Mm. And it's not like safe for me, you know? So then I was like, so I thought that I would stick with it because if I tell them that it's only for women, they would be like laughing and going away. So that doesn't really like affect me. Only if they're like sad, then uh -huh. affects me. Like there was like this one old um, man. He was like, there's nothing for me in Indonesia. Oh. And then I was like, oh. And then I gave him like, I took like noodles from the packet and mm -hmm. I gave it to him. I see. And That's you know, nice. I just couldn't. You know. Yeah, but it was, it was more of an exception, right? Yeah, I think that some people, some people are actually like not really grateful for the packet, but some people are super happy and super like grateful for the packet. You know. I see. How do you, how do most people feel when they when you give them the packet? Do they feel like you said embarrassed at the start or? Actually, no, because I kind of hid the. The, um, what the sanitary napkins in the bottom, the middle, I mean, and I covered uh -huh. it all like a lot with like food and the other things, so yeah. that, like, they see it, but then it's not like the first thing they see, you know. Oh, and I see. They see the food, so they're actually all of them are happy there, yeah, yeah. Because I did the study and I found like most of them earn like 30,000 a day, and sometimes mm -hmm. if they don't earn that money, they don't eat. So I think for oh. them, if they get that packet, it's like meal for the day, right? So they're really happy. Right, right. Do you think that's a problem in um? You think that's a problem in women's society or something? Um, because sanitary napkins are considered taboo or considered something that we're supposed to be embarrassed about when we're just showing it out in public. I think it is because when I was like interviewing the women mm -hmm. at the beginning, they were like um, very open about their lifestyle, mm -hmm. their income also, and like the number of times they got married and their kids are open to all about that. But mm -hmm. once I started like asking about their period and the reproductive health, they started whispering. Mm -hmm. And it was funny because they were whispering, but there was like nobody around. Oh, so so that like shows like how to do that topic is you know. Is it? I'm sorry if I'm um pushing the boundaries or something. Um, it's okay. Does it has something? Does it have something to do with their beliefs or religion? Not really, right? Um, not not really. But um, there was like this one. Um, Respondent to the study, I mm -hmm. asked her what products you use, like yeah. sanitary napkins or what, and she said that she doesn't use like any. She uses like betadine, like iodine, and water, Ooh. and then she uh -huh. like flushes her uterus with that. Oh, she's like really like dangerous, and it would be like really yeah. painful, you know. Oh, and what is it for though? Like, what's it? It's like what you put on like a wound. Iodine solution, basically. Yeah, 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 I get it. But then, but it's not really a wound, is it? But how does it like help with the period? It kind of like removes all the blood. You know? Oh, that's what she said. Oh, huh. 
Interesting. I was just thinking that isn't like gas less expensive than benzene and water and like isn't it like less expensive? I don't know why they choose maybe. that option. Mm-hmm. Maybe it might it's related be. to maybe it's related to like a mental health issue. Maybe. I'm also not sure because maybe it's like passed down in their family, you know, like family, family traditions and stuff. Yeah, I asked her where she learned it from, and she said she learned it from YouTube. And um, I searched it in YouTube, and it's not there, you know. So it should be from her friends. It's probably yeah, yeah. It's probably from that. Yeah. You think even? Hmm. I'm thinking. <laughs> is there when when you're analyzing their condition what have you learned about um do you, they're in the section of extreme poverty are they or yeah, urban poverty urban poverty how do you feel when you give out the packets or see them and have to leave um, there was this one lady who couldn't like afford any product at all Mm -hmm. so she doesn't use anything during her period and then um i felt bad for that because there's a lot of like concerns regarding that especially with like the heat and all of that and um there are so many people there's so many people who has like there's just one respondent who had like her husband was have like a stroke and they can't afford Uh. They can't afford medical like facilities, so it's just mm-hmm. resting at home, and that's a really risky. And then there was a yeah. respondent who couldn't like because she was actually working in a factory, and then after COVID, she became like homeless, you know. So mm-hmm. all of the things that we take for granted, I think that for them it's really important. Like they yeah. don't have water, they don't have a phone, they don't have electricity, you know. Job. I see. Like even the basic things that we take for granted that we think it's yeah. a necessity, right? Do you? Is it? I feel like because if they don't have access to health, isn't there free public health here? Public, I mean hospitals. Yeah. Is there like the puskesmas? Like mm. it's there, but really cheap. Mm-hmm. That for the, to get like the government facilities, right? You need the yeah. the, the oh, identity yeah, yeah. card, and they don't have that because they're not even like they're not noticed in this country. They don't even count as like a citizen, you know. I see. They can get like I don't know shelter, food, water, and all of that, but they have to have the identity card, and nobody wants to help the homeless people, you know. Yeah, that's it's almost problem. like. Mm-hmm. I think I think I think that should be said louder, honestly. Especially sure. when when people are starving and we just kind of throw away food because it's we're full or we don't have enough time to eat it. How, how do you think this affected, after doing the service, how do you think it affected your point of view of like little things or the world in general? Um, I think that 
sometimes I would think um, 5,000 is no big deal. Mm. It's fine if I waste it. Like, if you go to the store, you give me 30,000, anybody would spend it so easily, you know? But for them, it's like their whole day spending. They have to buy at least one or two meals a day with that money. Mm -hmm. So I think that I learned that money is like really valuable and I shouldn't really waste it on unnecessary things. Because for them, yeah. like, instead of that, they can like thrive, you know, with that money. Yeah. 30,000 30, rupiah. Yeah. That's really little. And that's it's for the whole family, okay? Not only one person. Oh. And one family is like two or more people. Mm -hmm. it's because there's also because of other reasons right why they kind of fell into that hole is that or is it has it always been like that one respondent told me that she ran away from home because oh. of some family issue and then she and her brother have been on the road ever since and she didn't have any education. She can't really understand what you're saying. So whenever I interview these people, it's like a challenge for me because mm -hmm. their education level, their literacy level is like really different, you know? So Yeah. I see. But they, they can communicate, um they are pretty open about communicating things, right? Yeah. Mm hmm Yeah. That's nice. Do you have any? <laughs> I think that, oh, there's like this one time where I gave oh, like, yeah? this packet to this lady. Mm -hmm. Like, especially in Bandung, they wear like this, like the doll costume. Have you seen that before? Like the mask costume. Like the Hello Kitty. Oh, that, 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 that. Yeah, yeah, I've seen those. In the heat, they wear that. And I'm sure you've seen it in the traffic light. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's like this old lady who was like resting on the side of the road like with like the open like the head part and then mm -hmm. I gave her a packet right and then she just started crying you know oh. and that like really affected me because that small packet like 30,000 yeah sorry 15,000 a packet one dollar how like grateful people are for just like mm -hmm. a dollar you know and we don't really see a dollar as valuable and they start crying you know we see how valuable that is to them mm -hmm. that's that's really nice even though like how do you how do you make it after you give it how do you feel like that you have to leave them and do you kind of hope that they um Wait, how do you say it? Do you come back to the people? Yeah, I usually, because London is quite like a small city, if I go mm -hmm. cycling, they greet me, you know, hello, and then I also wave back. They remember me, you know, like people don't forget the people who help them. And That's I really nice. try to give them like a piece of back a month. That's and good. So you kind of. Yeah, if that children, mm -hmm. I would give them like two packets or three. I see. So they're not like completely relying on you, right? It's more of just yeah. an extra. I don't. I don't want them to, you know, because 
mm-hmm. something happens, you know. I don't want to keep yep. hope, you know, like, oh, on this day they'll come, and then I don't come, and then that would like, cause hurt a you. lot of like sadness, you know. Mm-hmm. Disappointed, and then their whole day is like gone. Yeah, they can't eat for that day, so I don't want them to mm-hmm. be like dependent on me, you know. Like, if I see them, like I always remember whoever I give it to. That's nice. Yeah. When you you created a report, right, for for like the entire thing, how do you feel that everyone's lives is like condensed into numbers? Is there is there like a pattern, or is it completely different from what you feel when you are actually doing it in person? What do you mean? I don't get it. As in, it's fine. Um, as in, because when you make statistics, right, you kind of have to convert each person into a number. Do you feel like it's a bit, it's more powerful seeing it firsthand, like doing the service compared to just seeing the, the statistics? I think you should do both, you know. Mm. I've been doing the service for, for February. In mm-hmm. August, like June, July, you know, I got curious, like, what are, what, what do these people like do for a living? What are their lives, you know? Mm-hmm. So I, I was like really curious, and then I started to. My mom actually supported me by like taking nice. me to like the interview spots, and she like mm-hmm. drove me around like the city for me to interview the people. Mm-hmm. And I think that. It's kind of difficult for me to do like the analysis because everyone has like a different story, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's more of like quality rather mm-hmm. than quantity because like one one lady, as I said, her husband had like a stroke, right? Mm-hmm. And she, and he stopped doing job because of that. He doesn't have a job because of that. And then I have to mark him as unemployed, you know. Mm-hmm. So there's like a deeper meaning behind that. Like one lady, her child died. I have to mark her children as zero. Like I can't really. Ah, uh, I see. It's really like difficult for me to put it in graphs. Hmm. So it's almost as if even if a person who doesn't know your project, um, they, they just kind of see the numbers. It's almost like they're missing a big portion of it, right? I think like it's heartbreaking. Like the data mm-hmm. is heartbreaking. But if you know like the story behind each person, that's even like harder to take and you know. Mm. Has it affected you somehow? This by doing this? Like what what have you learned so far? Like I I never really noticed. Like I've been in Bando for like fifteen years. Mm -hmm. I never really noticed these people from until last year, you know. Mm -hmm. Like they're sort of invisible to society. You know? And I haven't mm-hmm. noticed them as like, like I, I, I never noticed them. Like now if I go on, I'm like, hey, look, there's like a lady there to go and give them a packet. I think mm-hmm. it got me to be like more aware of what's going yeah. on like, around me. And also I tend to look at them and then like put myself in their shoes, you know. Like, That's really good. That's good. That. I like that you started this um early on how the COVID-19 has affected people's lives, right? Did that affect yours, your um, giving service or 
was it just another challenge to take on? Yeah, it really did. Like, I actually wanted to teach homeless women, homeless people, mm-hmm. like pottery, painting, for them to like sell, do me. Yeah. So they, <clears throat> they like make pottery, make paintings, and then I would sell it on my site, and then whoever buys it, they also get a profit. The other profit will be used mm-hmm. for someone said. I thought that would be good, but then because of COVID and all that, right? Because they're like not vaccinated, right? So it's really mm-hmm. risky for me. It's almost as if like everyone or even the government has kind of um, made them invisible or they're not in the forefront, right? Yeah, but I thought that the government made it like people should not sleep on the street. Yeah. I think that's a good concept, you know, like if they see the people sleeping in the streets, they actually wake them up, you know. But yeah, yeah. they say that, but you're supposed to help them get them off the street. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't just say don't live on the street. They don't have any money. What are they supposed to do? You know? Mm-hmm. They need, it's, like, it's, a lot of really, True. It really is kind of heartbreaking to hear all this. Do you think are they all kind of sad? How do you say? It? Are they all sad when you first see them, or are they as cheerful as any of us would at like sometimes? They're actually so enthusiastic, you know, when they when they see like me with the packets and like, whoa, they're like really happy. They're like only one person said I don't want to be interviewed. All yeah. other thirty wanted to. Mm -hmm. so i think that um you know i think most of them are cheerful but sometimes when they start to share their story it becomes they start crying they start to become like really emotional and Mm -hmm. one lady her husband died recently and she's like Mm -hmm. she started to have like a big gun you know i see i think it's like a really sensitive topic it is many people are not like investigating about yeah do you think they're in a way no are they suffering or you wouldn't want to say that they're suffering would say that they're just struggling they're surviving nice right nice nice they're they're eating they go out in the cart if they sleep in this tiny cart you know it would be like 1.5 meters times one meter uh-huh. Just imagine being in that cat space. You can't even stretch your legs. You have to sleep yeah. in these beds. No ventilation, like the heat, you know, and the sweat. Mm-hmm. Like more than one person, more than one people like sleep there. The oxygen, just imagine. The women sleep in the park because of like the dangers at night. Mm-hmm. You know? So yeah. I think that they're not really suffering. Only a few people are suffering. Most of them are no. just surviving with like the bare minimum. Yeah, I love that. I, I like how you <laughs> phrase that. That's really nice. I think we might have to wrap up. Sana, would you like to plug in your Instagram for the your NGO? Yeah. It'll become a big one. It's, I hope so. I hope that <laughs> like it'll be there in like more countries or like cities in Indonesia. Yeah. Anyway, it's at sumasa.indo. Yeah, go follow. We we'll also post Anna. the link to like the report in the description. Mm-hmm. 
That'll be great. Okay. Okay. And we hope you guys learned some new things because this is um, our first time talking about these kind of service. And we hope that you become more op- more open-minded and willing to take on new challenges to help other people. Thank, Thank you. you. Bye. Bye.